The B2B space evolves so suddenly that it oftentimes becomes absolutely overwhelming to really understand what's going on in the modern day space. So today we bring Marcus Yarborough of Avixia onto the show to talk about really how you can take your learning to the next level so that you can better understand what's going on in today's industry. Welcome to the Pro AV Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Michael Sartini. Let's get right into the show. Really, we're talking about education today. What is the importance of education to you? Um, well, for me, it's just kind of been a driving force to make sure that not only was everybody on the same page, but they at least had that foundation moving forward to where they could train others and make sure best practices are being used. Um, I'm not really a stickler to say you have to do it exactly like I do, but that you at least have the knowledge of a correct way. And if you can find a way to get better at it, great, then teach others. So, um, and that's just been, again, my driving force was I'll pass on the knowledge I have and the knowledge I've gained from other um, experts in the industry, in the fields, so that someone else can go out and teach that to somebody that doesn't know it themselves. Definitely. So what's, let's touch on your own educational background real quick. What's sort of your learning journey been like? Uh, it, kind of a rocky road, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, my first uh, educational experience was actually operating a video conferencing unit when I was in the Army with no formal training. Um, but from that, it kind of inspired me to look at AV differently and learn as much as I could. Um, and when I started in the AV industry, it was hands-on, uh, kind of thrown in with the wolves, so to speak, by learning how to terminate, uh, learning all the names for things, so the proper ways of doing uh, connectors, uh, look, reading drawings, and finally built it up to where I was designing systems. Um, once I got to that point, I decided, why not go back to school and get my degree? So I got actually got a bachelor's degree in computer networking. So that way I could have more experience on that side of not only the industry, but just how technology can be used. How do you think this space has changed from when you first began until now? Uh, well, we now have DisplayPort and USB-C. Other than that, um, the base concepts have always been the same. It's not necessarily about the room you're in, but the experience, for lack of a better term, of how the people in the room can see and hear everything. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's just one person speaking in front of a classroom or if it's a board meeting uh, or if it's a concert venue and you have uh, performers on stage. It's about the audience more than it is about the space itself. So as long as we remind ourselves that the rooms can get as fancy as they want. They can have as much technology. If the participants do not get the optimal experience, it's a fail. Definitely. How do you think we can ensure that people do get the optimal experience? We do have standards out there, but not only standards, we have wisdom. There are so many people within this industry that have the knowledge of making things better and demonstrating it. Um, I myself just sat through an audio training course just to better enhance how I even understand audio and how I can teach it. And to go through that and see, let's make the system not work. Find out where the fields are that we don't hear something. And then let's see how we can fix it. And finding out those finer nuances to making it better to where no matter where you went in the room, you had good perceivable audio that was clear and stable. And the same can be said for video. I want to make sure I can see everything from every um, spot in the room without that glare from the ambient light and everything. Um, so making sure that we, we are using the proper test gear 
that we know the measurements that we should be looking for, not only at the end of a project, but at the beginning. Um, once we have that foundation and that core, um, well, I guess kind of just a ritual in place, it just becomes easier and easier. Um, it's just like anything. Once you learning as a child to tie your shoes, the more you do it, the easier you can do it and the faster. Definitely. It, it kind of sounds like lifelong learning is really the key to mastery in the technology space. What do you think the value of said lifelong learning is in the B2B space? It kind of keeps you somewhat relevant, and but also up to date. Um, as everyone knows, technology is constantly changing. Um, and the only way to stay on top of that is to stay current. Um, but not only just look at what's happening now, what's been released now, as far as the devices that we're using, the latest and greatest ooh shiny type thing, it's looking at what could be coming out soon and trying to get as much information as you can before it hits the shelves. Uh, when we do that and we actually look at stuff, like when they were talking about 4K come out, I know a lot of designers and engineers that started looking at the possibilities of how to put it in space. Um, then 8K, if we just keep looking at this and just knowing what is not only trending, but the rumor mill that goes around of what's coming to see how we can implement that and make it even better, not only for ourselves, but the industry as a whole. Because one thing I found is if we don't learn together, we fail together. Uh, if only half of us learn something and don't share it, then that means only half of us are going to be educated to even help solve a problem when we need to work together. Definitely. It's all about paying attention, learning, and then teaching others and building together. What do you think the importance of learning about Pro-AV, where, why is that so important today to touch on education about Pro-AV? Well, I can only speak from my history with it. And it was, like I said, when I first started learning about AV was hands-on doing. So a lot of my original training was word of mouth and basically just tall tales. Oh, we do it this way because that's the way we've always done it. And when I started asking the questions, well, why? There were blank faces like, well, that's just the way we've done it. Once I started getting formal training and learning from leading experts that were trying to set standards, like which color of the RGB cable should be this horizontal sink. And just trying to figure that out because every job site I went to was different. But having that uniformity, and again, I have a military background, so having clear uniformity, knowing how something should be made it so much easier because then I didn't have to wonder. I didn't have to guess as to where it came from. Like, I'm, I'm a strong believer in once you have a set way of doing it and it's the right way, it should work. But what makes it the right way? And having that background knowledge of saying, I know exactly where this came from, that makes it factual. And it also makes it to where you could actually show in your work and documentation to your clients and coworkers and everybody else that it does work and why it works. Definitely. So, you know, as you mentioned, there's so many moving parts, there's so many things going on in the AV industry. How do you personally ensure to properly educate those in the field? Uh, well, one thing is, um, even when I have some of my classes that I do, that I try and make time either during class, during the breaks or after to find out what they truly have an interest in. Um, and I always hand out my business cards that even has my personal information on my Twitter account and my cell phone number to tell them that if they ever have a question, just ask. If I don't know the answer, 
we have a complete industry globally, there's someone that does have that answer. So I, I just try to be an open resource and at least be that bridge that other people can use to find an answer. So I just, I just, I figure just like I tell my daughter, if you have a question, all you have to do is ask. Um, if I don't know it, we can find it out together. Definitely. Always about being open. And speaking of openness, what do you see sort of uh, upcoming news in the industry, which has caught your eyes lately? Um, well, the biggest thing I see as upcoming news is this latest, I guess, the trend or talk about SDVOE. Um, and while it's a good thing having the software um, over the Ethernet and all that, that I just think people need to make sure they're doing it for the right reasons, not just because it's new. Um, and I've, I've just seen a lot of places, and not even just in the AV industry, but a lot of organizations and groups out there that see something new and just think, okay, let's do this. And, I, and that's one of the things, especially with education. The more we learn about something, we find out if it's actually right for us. Um, and I have nothing wrong with SDVOE or anything like that. It's just... I'm still personally learning more about it myself every day, um, just like I had to learn about um, voice over IP when it first started becoming the bigger phenomenon and be more globally used. Uh, I had to make sure I understood why it was being used. Do we need it in our AB systems? And if so, how could we make it better? Um, now, as far as anything else that's kind of more hitting the street running as far as the industry, I, I usually let the People in my classes tell me what's new um, because then it gives me a little more perspective on what they feel about it and what their history and knowledge of it really is. Um, and I'll try and look it up and find out as much information. And I usually inform them or keep them in the loop of anything new I found out. Uh, so I try and learn from people in my classes or any class I sit in just as much as I try to give information. Definitely. There's always a give and take there. So you talked a little bit about sort of being a little bit wary about the newest and flashiest thing on the market. What sort of advice would you give to people in different companies who are always trying to keep up to date with their software? Should they just jump right in to the newest flashiest thing or should they wait a little bit? Well, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to sit there and try and be a hypocrite. I've definitely done it myself. Um, but definitely test it out. Uh, and I don't mean test it out just once, make sure it works continuously test something because we all know that you can have the greatest device and the next time you get it, it's right out of the box. It's not working, uh, but make sure it's a fit. Um, I don't, I don't like seeing people go out there and be like, well, we use this because it's the best on the market. That might be very true, but how do you know, unless you buy other things? Um, so I just try to tell people, keep an open mind. Um, if you do see something, do the research, test it out. Um, and it might be the best fit for you. And if it is, perfect. But now you got to start asking yourself, is it the best solution for every project? Um, and I just don't want to see people step into that um, whirlwind loophole of saying, well, we used this before, so it's it should work for you. I don't want to tell people or have people sit there and say it should work. They should say, we know this works. Um, so just make I just want to make sure people are not leaping before they're looking. Mm -hmm, definitely. I feel like in the space right now, there are kind of like a lot of mergers coming on in different aspects of the industry. Do you have any comments to make about current mergers? 
I guess the only thing I have uh, as a comment would be that as long as it can make that group, uh, whether it's a manufacturer, a distributor, an integrator, or consultants, if it makes that group better, I'm all for it. Um, and if it's a merger that's meant to break it up and make it smaller companies, it's, I understand this is a business and that's how life goes. But every company I've worked for in every organization, I, I treat my coworkers as friends and family. Uh, so as long as they take care of each other and can make something, again, like I said, better, just strive to make it the best it can be. If it's a merger that's going to make something stronger, I'm all for it. Um, if it's going to, if it's meant to try and diminish it or like break it up, uh, I know was it C, uh, there was a couple companies like CSC and stuff that they changed their dynamics of how they work, and it seems to work out for them. But I don't know if it made them stronger. Um, and I want to make sure that the AV industry personally does stay strong. Now I don't really have a stake because I don't own any companies or anything, but I want to make sure that my friends that I have around in other companies still have jobs. Uh, I want to make sure that they're not trying to scramble to find a new thing because they had a merger that they don't agree with. So uh, as long as I think the ownership communicates uh, with their employees and that everybody is at least aware of it and it's not a shock, hey, let's keep the business growing. Yeah, definitely. Always looking to expand as long as things are done orderly, efficiently, and you know what's really going on. How has educating people in those merged companies, how could educating them better help them manage new avenues within pro AV? Uh, well, I guess the biggest thing I've seen was that a lot of the people that are in companies that have recently merged are merged into a different dynamic than what they were doing day to day. They now have a growing need to find out and learn more about the other side. So for companies that were audio companies that get bought up by a company that might be an IT tech company. Now they're sitting there spinning their wheels, trying to get caught up on that technology, not only so they still feel relevant, but for job security. Um, so I'm, we're seeing a, a big spike in that. Um, I know in overseas right now, information technology is a hot topic because they're utilizing it so much with their AB systems that everybody is trying to scramble to get as much information, uh, whether it's for IPV TV, uh, or I'm sorry, IPTV or digital signage or even streaming uh, multicast media that people are, while we've been implementing it for years, people are now finding the need to understand why they need it and why it works uh, because the clients are starting to ask. Because especially nowadays, a lot of our clients that we're getting in these projects are more knowledgeable. They do have those backgrounds and now they're asking us being the professionals so we got to stay on top of it. Mm -hmm. What do you see as the biggest challenge in your industry in today's marketplace? Well, for my, me personally, the biggest challenge would be the veterans. And I mean that in the most non-talking <laughs> down way or anything. I don't mean anything bad about it, but it's the guys that's like, well, why do I need this? I've been doing it this way and this works. And the only thing I, I would put out to them is why not? Uh, if you did training and you got a certification, now that certification's yours. It's not just saying that, yeah, you know what you're talking about. It's you actually can show other people this way of doing it. Um, I've seen so many people come in the class and it's like, oh, I've had 30 years of experience. Why do I need this training? Well, you're here. So hopefully you're here to see what you don't know. 
But not only that, you're here to help foster these newer people that are coming into the industry and sharing your knowledge. So these training courses aren't just about the instructor that's in the, the or instructors that are in the front of the class. It's also about the people in the room sharing their experiences and saying, well, I've had this. You could expect that. And it's a network. So I completely encourage anybody that comes to class that is a veteran, don't just look at it as you doing something you haven't done in 30 years, like learning a little bit of math. It's you helping these the younger generation come up and making it a little eat that eat that transition a little bit easier. Do you think when it comes to learning, it's more like sort of putting your ego aside and, and just trying to sort of get back to the basics and, and just realizing you can't understand everything. And so you always have to be moving forward no matter where you're at. Um, I, I do think that is a large part of it, um, especially I'm not the easiest person to teach. I can fully admit that. But I, I even when I, one of the first things I tell people when I have a class is I am a full grown child. I will act up even as the instructor. I, I'm not perfect. If you if you have a question, just ask it. But don't be afraid to not learn because it's been a while. I'm not that greatest person at math. I still use a calculator. I don't expect people to do everything in their head, um, but I'll take the time to try and make it easier and I'll give them options. Um, and since I already said math, if it comes down to one of the formulas that we use in the industry, um, whether it's Ohm's law or whatever, I'll try and show people a couple different ways. And I'll even ask some of the veterans, do you have a way of doing it? Um, if they can find another way, I let the people in the class find the best way for them to learn and move forward. Because uh, I don't want people just to memorize something. Memorization is great for when you only need to know it for a short period of time. I want people to be able to show other people how to do it because that means they've actually learned it. Yeah, definitely. So one last thing, let's touch on products real quick. Is there anything that your company is working on that you would like to talk about that sort of exemplifies the evolution you see in the industry? I mean, one thing we do have is um, we're actually trying a well, kind of a beta test of a new style of course. Um, um, and that's actually a design course we're actually doing here at our Fairfax location in actually next month in September, where we've realized and we've actually started listening to a lot of our members that our classes are a little too long. Um, sending, an, um, sending a designer or an integrator or even a consultant away for three, four or five days to travel somewhere, take some education, they're not being able to work on their projects. So one of the things we're doing with this uh, beta test is we're taking our design one course. Um, so it's our, for the AV environment, um, learning about the ergonomics, how to kind of do that beginning phase of your design. And we've broken it up into three individual days. So it's still a three-day course back-to-back, -back, but you don't have to take the entire course. If you're not feeling comfortable with the audio aspect of it, you can come for just the audio day. Uh, if you're not feeling good with the video, you can come for that. So you can basically come for a single-day, eight-hour course and get the RUs for that. Or you can come for two days or the three days. So that way, instead of being out of work for so long, you're gone for a day, maybe two, and you can get right back. So the em employers can actually have their employees back on their projects, plus with that extra knowledge they gain, instead of losing somebody for a week or longer. Very good. That's all I've got to ask you today, Marcus. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on? Keep on learning. Uh, don't stop. And if you have any questions, hey, it's only a question. It's not going to hurt you. Now, where can the people find you on the internet if they want to chat with you more about this topic, Marcus? 
Well, they can definitely email email me at Avixa, um, M Yarbrough at Avixa, and it's like Yar, Bow, and Rough all mixed together. Or you can find me on Twitter at Marcus AV Guy. Wonderful. I'll make sure we send you some tweets later. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Marcus. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's Pro AV podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Michael Sartini.